Welcome to the Shenanigans Podcast with Alex and Mo. I am Alex, and uh, we got... Hey, hey, I'm Mo. That's Mo. And, uh, yeah, so you guys are listening to uh, Shenanigans Podcast with Alex and Mo. And so on today's episode, uh, not only is the inaugural episode, and it's the first episode, because we decided to do this. I don't know, we were talking about this for how long? A couple years? A long time. A couple years A long time. Too long to say out loud out of embarrassment. Fair enough. It was a long time, but now we're finally actually doing something about it, so that feels pretty good. Um, but in this first Shenanigans podcast episode, uh, episode one, we would like to discuss a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts, and it's highly relevant uh, because of uh, the third season just airing. What did it air? Like New Year's, right? Isn't that when it was? I think it came out. I think it came out January first. Right on. So yes. So we are going to be talking about. Uh, Cobra Kai season three, but also kind of, we're going to pack in, you know, like, uh, I don't know, everything karate kid. Cause it's pretty relevant. And, uh, yeah, you know, I say the season, like, as far as the show is concerned with Cobra Kai, like they really, whoever the creators are like, man, they, they really hit the nail right on the head. Like with the, with all that's going on in Hollywood in terms of, you know, like redos and reboots and all these things yes. and recycling of all old IPs, right? When I heard about the Cobra Kai, I was just genuinely excited. And then as when YouTube put it out, right? Because there was originally, what, a YouTube show? And then... First two seasons were YouTube. Right, right. And then it came over to Netflix for season three. So when I first heard about it, I was like, that could work. You know, that, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, that could totally work. And when I found out that they had, you know, uh, the original Johnny and the original, uh, you know, Daniel son and everybody was coming back. I was like, oh, my God, this can totally work. Right. Right. When I when I heard it, I, I just heard they're re- they're just doing Cobra Kai. And I didn't know what that meant. And I just I was like, ah, oh, fuck, don't ruin this for me. Please don't ruin this. And once they told me once I, they told me once I read what the, like the synopsis, I was like, OK, this is going to be dope. Because did you ever see the YouTube that uh, a fan put together where it makes uh, Ralph Macchio look like the bad guy? Oh, yeah. Okay, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a, yeah. He cut the movie together to all the scenes where Daniel LaRusso was doing all the rabble rousing and, and, and starting the trouble. And that started like a whole online campaign to be like, I think it was hashtag LaRusso was the bad guy or Daniel was the bad guy this whole time. Like he was... He was attacking okay. them uh, instead of what we saw in, in the movie. Right. And f- rumor has it, I don't know if it's true or not, that that's what this show kind of came from. Because a, a, a lot of Got people it. felt okay. that Cobra Kai just minding their business. <laughs> and then <laughs> Daniel LaRusso comes and just fucks up everything. So it's it. Yeah, it, it comes just from out of town, right? How you. Uh, which way you see his perspective? Obviously, uh, I'm I'm always going to be uh, team team Miyagi, but they build a strong case in that video for it to be like, uh, yeah, Daniel Larusso was quite the shithead. Oh, fair enough. I mean, I I haven't watched that video in particular, and now I'm I'm curious, and yeah. I need to go watch it. You gotta check it out. Um, that's hilarious because, I mean, essentially that's what Cobra Kai is all about, right? Because it follows Johnny, and it's like you know what happened to him, and and obviously it's kind of i don't know like uh when you in terms of like movie 
like poetic justice, right? Like at the end of a, yeah. of a heartfelt film, when the bad guy goes down, you really hope that the bad guy does go down. And then like in Cobra Kai, holy crap, they show that his life was freaking ruined. And like, it really was horrible for him. We were kids when we saw it. Like by the time that movie came out, we saw it on VHS. I didn't see it in a oh, movie. Of course, yeah, no, VHS. I didn't see it. Yeah. So yeah. keep in mind, you're cheering for a teenager's life to be over before it even starts. Keep that in mind. Like this is, Johnny's a kid and they do such a good job of uh, painting the narrative uh, one way that you're just excited that the kid beat the bullies. Right. You don't, as a kid, you're not like, man, that dude's 17. He's got a whole life ahead of him. But as you get older and you grow with the show, when you watch it now, it's like, damn, Johnny really never recovered <laughs> from that uh, borderline illegal face kick in 1985. <laughs> so questionable, right, questionable face, face kick. kick. That's kick another that thing. A lot of people say that kick shouldn't have counted. He should have been disqualified. Fair enough. But he also got, you know, uh, illegal kicks and whatever to himself, right? Like. Johnny did the, they get the knee, they swept the leg, they did all kinds of shit in that thing. That wasn't, you know. I think the refs turned a blind eye towards the end because they realized how serious the beef well, was. sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. Especially when they had to break it up in the locker room before, you know, several times and, and all this stuff. No, for the sure. The movie, uh, um, I mean, it's, it's one of my uh, favorites when it comes to uh, nostalgia and things like that. The first Karate Kid, it's right up there with Goonies, you know, and... And Willow. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no. Karate Kid. Yeah, Karate. Oh, Willow. oh my God. Oh, Willow's a good pull. Um, karate Kid is just, like you said, it's kind of just like a adolescent institution in terms of films and, like, you know, the coming of age bully, you know, uh, underdog bully story kind of thing, right? Um, and so, yes. Yeah, so so moving on to, to Cobra Kai, right? So, like, with season three in particular. Now, since we're already saying we're talking about season three of Cobra Kai, we're going to assume whoever's listening to this has seen seasons one and two. Um, yeah, to everybody that's listening to this right now. To our to our millions of listeners, if if you haven't seen You're going to be super uh, mad two, because gonna be we're going to ruin everything and we're also going to ruin season three because we're going to talk about it. And so it is what it is. It's the age of Netflix binging. Go freaking do your job and watch it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. The world was shut down for you a whole have been year. Caught up what, what the fuck were you doing to not see Cobra these shows? Okay. <laughs> Anywho, uh, no, no hard, you know, no hard feelings here. But, but, uh, season three was amazing. Season three was fantastic. The way it left off, it really season two left you on a cliffhanger. It was insane. You know, it was insane. It took a turn. I thought it was nuts for them to actually go that far uh, with the fight scene at the end of season two. However, like you said earlier, talking going back to Karate Kid Part 2, that's a literal fight to the death in the movie at the end of the climax of that film, right? With with Between Chosen and, and Daniel-san there yeah. in Okinawa. Like, that's, you know, and even Mr. Miyagi says, this is for real, right? Remember that Remember that scene? He tells him, this is, yeah, yeah. yes, if you this is for real. If you cross that like, bridge. You can die. You're going <laughs> to get shaped up This is no tournament. Bridge. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit. It's like you barely know that girl. What are you not doing? Not only that, but he's he not worth it, Daniel. You know who? Back in you know, back in Reseda, California, man. Yeah. What is he doing? Oh my God! But anywho, so then when they oh God, so we're off top. Yeah, I'm. And so I digress. But like you know, so the way that they summed it up in season three. So like, oh my gosh! I mean, just the writing of the show is incredible. 
the the way that okay so how do you want to break this down for season three you want to break it down by episode you want to break it down by just overall like story arc what do you want to talk about yeah i think we can we can go overall story arc if 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 anyone remembers it's just like you know last thing you saw was uh was it miguel just falling from the second story and (laughs) landing on a rail So miguel's in the hospital right he's in a coma all the other kids are in disarray you got larusso's daughter she's got serious ptsd because she's got a big old scar on her arm from what's her nuts giving her from the claw. spiked brass knuckles yeah, from the from the spiked brass knuckles that were sharpened or whatever the hell. Wait, right? What do you what do you find spiked brass knuckles? I mean, it was like it was almost like out of this out of Gangs of New York. It was like the the cat chick from Gangs of New York. I thought she was gonna <laughs> tear her ear off and eat it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how crazy they were. One of one of the, the most scene. brutal fight scenes I've ever seen. Dude, Gangs seriously, of New York. Gangs of New York had the worst. I mean, not the worst. They, it was an incredible movie, but the like, guy got holy fish crap. hooked. Remember he fish, fish hooked, hooked that guy? Fish yeah, hooked. No, there was no. so much like so much barbarism in that movie. I don't know if I hate anybody enough to fish hook them. I mean, ah, that's, a, that's, that's a, a strong hate. That's a strong, that's a strong yeah, hate ooh. to be put my finger in your mouth we and might have get to, a grip of you. <laughs> we might have to go down the Gangs of New York road uh, another time a, because that's a whole nother, that's a that's whole a, nother package that's to a unbox. Three, that's a three hours of shenanigans oh my God. that movie. That's a crazy ass movie. But dude, but, seriously yeah. though, like, no, for real. It's like, so, okay, so at the end of this, so at the end of season two, we have the big climax of the fight scene everybody's going ape shit miguel gets thrown over the the high school balcony breaks his neck or whatever the hell back who knows go it's just insane everybody's bloody and then it's like that's the end of the season and it's like oh my god well it ends the season ends with him in like that harness right right right, right, right. The like bed. He's, he's in the gurney or whatever right yeah yeah go, go, yeah, go yeah, take the emergency everybody's all bloody and crying and everybody's and then and then robbie's uh robbie's leaving so robbie in case you don't know already is is Johnny Lawrence's son, his estranged son, and Gasp. who was originally who was originally uh, Miyagi Do, which is uh, Daniel Larusso's dojo. It's uh, Miyagi Do's prize student, right? So you got Daniel Larusso's daughter, and you've got uh, Robbie, who's Johnny Lawrence's son, and they were in alliance, and they were kind of making out for a little bit. And we all thought that they were going to be boyfriend, girlfriend, because that's the way it played it up. And even though there was a love triangle, that's part of this whole thing, the love triangle yeah. with Miguel. Isn't it all And the LaRusso daughter. And, 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 you know, so it was kind of just like it was crazy to see how they put that in and flip the roles where the girl is now the LaRusso, right, of the situation. And then you've got the Lawrence, who's the guy. And then you've got some other third wheel, right, whereas it was originally uh, Daniel and Johnny and uh, Allie, right? Allie, Allie. with an eye. But- but isn't isn't this season three like the whole kind of Cobra Kai thing very very Star Warsy? Uh, like how in th- in this way, tell me if I'm wrong because I know this is your this is your zone. But how Obi Wan pretty much trained Luke, Obi Wan's enemy and like the guy he hates, even though he trained him, was Darth Vader and it's Darth Vader's son. Isn't that kind of like uh, training yeah. your enemy's kid in a in a yeah, way, yeah, yeah, not 100, yeah. okay, okay. but in a slight way? Yeah. So Daniel's son. So what you're saying is is this is Daniel LaRusso, Obi-Wan, Robbie, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. So, yes. yeah, yeah, that's totally true. That's 100% valid. That's a valid argument. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so Robbie is on, the, is, on the, is on the run because he's the one that kicked Miguel over the thing. And so yep. now that's where we're at. And so now Robbie's going to jail, 
Now, uh, no, 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 because they have to track him down. Oh, they got to track him down. Yes, but then that's he the, steals you know, the ninety three Dodge Caravan. He's on the lamb, right? Like he's a, out there, man. Like a hobo with a stick and a red uh, kerchief, you know, out there in the valley, just uh, all just, of his just skipping around. And so, so that's what's going on, and uh, and it's just like, man, just everything that they brought back when they when they took Daniel's son. Back to uh, oh, and just never mind. You know, we're forgetting about Crease. Crease is back. That's crazy. Uh, they brought back. Well, he Kreese. was he was he was in season two. Well, yeah, season one and two, or season two. But like, just the way that I guess. Okay, so the way that I'm, I guess, what I'm trying to connect here is like, they did such a good job with this show that they've literally connected all these characters from yeah. all the movies and and all these seasons now have just sprinkled on like a little bit of magic. From each movie, you know what I mean? Like, they've brought obscure characters back. They've brought back yep. the main villain, which was John Kreese. Um, you know, they bring back Miyagi and memories and photos and all. I mean, oh, my gosh. You like, can tell that the just, guys who created the show, uh, or, or girls, I don't know who created the show, but they're fans. They were fans first because they do a lot of fan service. Yeah. Like, very, like, Mandalorian style. Totally, dude. Of, the continuity is crazy. A lot of crazy. fan service. The continuity yes. is crazy. Like they had the Miyagi Do house, which becomes the dojo, and then you got the original car from the. How from the about movies. the montage with uh, Johnny and Allie going back to golf and stuff? Oh my god! And doing the same thing that her and Daniel pretty much did in the in part one. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. And then her kid and Daniel's son's Daniel, kid being there. Daniel and Miguel are doing Miguel that, right? There. So it's yeah. like they're. It's it's their story in reverse, like you know what I mean. They're they're looking at them too, and they see the same thing. They did a great job of it, but they also kept like uh, they kept the '80s corny about it. Oh yeah, I love the corniness of the the music. Some of the music that they brought back to really just like lingo and the the last fight scene in the kitchen, the house. It was just so over the top. But if you're a fan of '80s movies, that's exactly what you want to see. Right, like they. The little nerdy kid goes to check the sound outside, and they throw him through the kitchen window. <laughs> right, that's that's like, like what? That's what I'm saying. Like the fight scenes, like obviously, you know, the creators of the show thought about everything in terms of like what kind of action would the viewers of the show really want to see, right? And like, right. you know, what's really going to capture the mood of a modern Karate Kid? And yeah, man, like it's just. It's so good. The show is but so damn good. It, yeah, it's it's it scratches my corny like eighties itch of movies that I of like of things that I just like seeing. It's this is not r- riveting. This is not like it's not gripping. It's like oh, seeing old friends. Yeah, and yeah, watching yeah. With, And just like it's just like ah, I, I like seeing this. I'm not locked into it like I'm locked into some other like super dramatic cable shows oh, yeah. that are out there. But this is this is fun. It's a fun. And there should be some shows that are. That are fun, that are corny, and you laugh when two fifty-year-old guys are in a high-speed chase with a with an Audi, and somehow they can't catch this ninety-three uh, caravan. Yeah, like I was like, "What do you? What kind of Audi is this?" So you know, but you like those things. You, I like the fact that uh, Daniel Larusso, at you know, in his mid-fifties, can still beat up a uh, a guy's a uh, bunch of guys in a chop shop. <laughs> I like. It's ridiculous, but I like it. Yeah. And, you know, that's what the 80s was. You know, ridiculous things somehow looked realistic. And it right. was so much fun. And it was great. I I tell you one thing. It, I don't envy um, uh, teenagers nowadays. Oh, no, dude. Yeah. Because it's so harder. It's nope, so much harder. Way harder. Way harder. Um, there's so many, like, 
Oh my gosh. I mean, I guess with us and our generation, like you could make, get made fun of, you could, you could hide in a sense, you could run away in a sense of like you had home, For you sure. had your family, you had, you know, like you could disappear if you really needed to. Yeah, Whereas like kids now, hang out under the bleachers or oh yeah, you know, but, out of the sight of horrible kids. But right. now, but nowadays you can't escape anything because of technology and because you know that's and that's another thing that really that this Cobra Kai um, season, the show itself, because it is set in modern times. It's set now, right? The timeline is now. It's thirty five years later from the you know from the movie, and and so. Um, I do like that they've put in modern themes as cyberbullying and, um, you know, equality and, and, and sexism and all these different things, man, and all these different themes that pop up in everyday life. They were able to include that into a classic story from the 80s, but make it modern, still, you know, give respect to the original movies and the original story and characters and stuff and just carry that on. But really, like I said, give it a modern spin and modernize it with, yeah. you know, the unfortunate, uh, you know, uh, truth of cyberbullying and, and, and oh, you know, yeah. and, oh, dude, just, it's insane because that's what they're doing to each other in the show, right? These high school kids. Yeah, and then just good old-fashioned bullying. Like, you know, it's not even, you know, the cyber is one part of it, but, you know, I got I to gotta see this kid in the hallway. I got to see this right. kid in PE. The tension, gotta, yeah. The, the tension, like, that part is what's crazy is just, like, you know, no, we're we're brawling. Like, it, being in a brawl is insane. Like, an actual brawl. And watching this video, I'm like, oh, my God, these kids are in a – he just hit them with a biology book. Like, my God. <laughs> yeah. I've or thought the, about hitting people with a biology cafeteria book. tray, a cafeteria yeah, tray just, on the table. That was man, crazy. It's – um like I said, I don't – um I mean, we can keep going, but it's just – it's great fanfare. I'm not looking for – great acting here or some kind of fantastic effects or anything like that. I just, it's just fun. It's like a, it's like a pack of Skittles. You know, it's going to be good. Just enjoy it. It's not going to do anything for you. Your life's not going to improve by eating this pack of Skittles, but for the time you eat those Skittles, you're happy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, the show is, is completely successful. I can't wait to see where they're going to take it. Yeah, I have uh, no season idea. four. I have an idea of what it Go. could be, and so my theory and my hunch to the whole thing for season four, right? So I guess we could say it's like a season four premonition in a way. Uh, I see that Crease is going to call up his old pal that owes him his life, as they showed in the Vietnam scenes that tied into this whole thing. In the very believable snake pit. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harken back to like Indiana Jones, you know, like oh, scariness, snakes. snakes and pits and things. Had to be snakes. Oh my gosh! Um, but that was a nice tie into the whole Cobra Kai thing, right? That's why Crease called it Cobra it. Kai. So, anywho, so I think that the guy that Crease saves in Vietnam, who owes Crease his life and says, "I will forever be in your debt for life," right? Mm-hmm. I think that is none other than Mr. Terry Silver. Yep. And he's going to be coming back and both of them are going to be the main villains in season four, just like they were, or just like silver was right. Yep. In, in the karate kid part three. Well, we could kind of find out if it's Terry silver, if we look in IMBD and see what 
the guy's name was, but I don't remember what his oh, name was. Oh, the actor? Yeah, I forget the what actor. the actor's name is, but I'm sure it's No, no, gonna... the role. Like, what was his name on the show? Like, what was his actual name? Maybe they went by code names. I don't remember, but his name didn't stand out. But I hope No, somehow... it was Mr. Silver. Terry Silver. Name? Terry Silver was the bad guy in, in Karate Kid Part 3 who took over Cobra Kai. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is the guy in the flashback scenes, what was his name? Oh. Who he saved. Like Fair you enough. can look that up on IMVD. Oh, I guess well, let's look it up. Let's see, see what he said. That's what I would. That's what I wanted to see. Because if his, all right, I'm gonna look it up right now. His name is Silver. Well, we'll but see. Keep in mind, was Terry Silver his in in part three? Was it his buddy or? Yeah, because Terry also, Silver okay. says like there was a connection between Chris Crease and Silver. That was the right, whole reason okay. why he was able to like resume the Cobra Kai dojo. Um, How crazy would it be if they? Brought Hillary Swank back. <laughs> oh my God, that would be that would be such a weird, like, obscure reference. But I mean, they hey, got, I mean, they got to be she, cool she just for fan service. Of, she's a part of Miyagi. Yeah, it's true. Bring it's her true. back. But there it's was no connection to Danielson though. After that point, like, he, that Miyagi was... is Miyagi is the connection. Uh, fair enough. And just just have a good old fashioned geriatric brawl. A bunch of old people fighting. Okay. And a two-time Oscar-winning white woman whooping ass. Fair enough. She does. She can kick ass. And she does have two Oscars. Yep. Okay. Hold on. Let me see. I'm calling. I'm trying to. You are currently listening to the Shenanigans podcast with Alex and Mo. Thank you for your patience as we try to get our shit together. We will be with you shortly. Come on, IMDb. Have a nice day. Nick Marini as young Terry Silver. Oh, there it is. Yes. Yes. So Terry Silver is the dude in Vietnam. He's the one he's going to call and come back and bring back. What a And bring back his protege, what the young blonde kid. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. I forget the what The guy who actually was. fought him. Remember, but the one he that was the one the like. Yeah. He was like, "Get up!" Remember, they showed the flashback, and he was like yelling at him, slapping on the uh, slapped on the mat. Get up, Larusso! We're not done here. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm. I was scared. I was mm-hmm. really scared." Mm-hmm. Bring that guy back. Let's yeah. get him all. He's yeah. l- probably doing nothing. Probably doing nothing. Well, who knows? along with I Terry mean, nobody's Silver, doing anything. Yeah, I'm pandemic. talking about in like professional. Oh, <laughs> I don't think anybody's calling him back for a oh, all right, Downton all right. Abbey role. <laughs> don't you talk any? Don't you slander Downton Abbey? You know, my wife, my wife loves that show. Oh, well, I, she's, I mean, she's, you know, because she knows got, what good entertainment she, yeah, is. Yeah, she's got why. class. I don't. I don't want to see a bunch of old, rich, white people talking about how hard their life is. I tell you what, I agree with you until you watch the show. Until you watch the show, and then you get roped into that stupid family, not, and it's incredible. Not going to do, it. do it. It's a good period piece, I got to tell you. The, the directing, yeah, the writing, everything's piece. nice. The sets, the, the costumes. Roadhouse is a good fantastic. period piece. All right. I mean, you're not lying. That's a very good movie. All right, so the name's Dalton. Remember the name's that? Dalton, and that guy was blind. He just he just knew from the sound of how ass getting kick sounds that it was Dalton. Hell yeah, that's how good that's how good that guy was. He just heard who's that? That sounds like Dalton whooping that bartender's ass. Yep, yeah. it was Dalton. Oh, did you hear the way that bottle broke? That was Dalton. Did you hear that? I can hear that hear bottle that? from a mile away. Hear that mullet swaying in there? That was Dalton. I could hear that mullet from a mile away. I heard the, 
I heard the breeze coming off the his boot when he did the roundhouse to that guy's face over at the entrance. The <laughs> swish, the swishing sound of his Wranglers can only be dubbed. Oh my God. <laughs> really though, for sure. How the hell, how the hell did a blind guy playing music all fucking loud know that it was Dalton? <laughs> And some random fucking roadhouse. One of the many plot holes in in Roadhouse, yo. One of the (laughs) many plot holes in that movie was how this blind dude heard somebody getting their ass whooped and was like, oh, that's that's my nigga dog. Like, I know. How did he know? And not only that, not only that, Mo, but what about, (laughs) how about, what are the fucking odds of Dalton coming to a club? In the middle of America, where his one-time blind friend from another club somewhere else in America, or whoever, wherever, who knows? It could have been Canada. You never know. I don't know. White people. <laughs> Anyways, but, like, what are the odds of that happening? And he goes to this place to get hired to go and kick some ass, and then he sees a guy, and he's all, he's a fucking black guitar player. I know that guy. Oh, my God. What kind of history do those two have together, Dalton and the blind guy, for the blind guy to know by the sound of ass being whooped (laughs) that can only be Dalton? That isn't the only fight in that fucking bar before Dalton got there. That wasn't the only fight. There was plenty of bottles. So he's sitting there playing keys. He's sitting there playing keys like, oh, that ain't Dalton. That that, that, that wasn't Dalton either. And then when Dalton walked, oh, that's him. That's Dalton. That's my guy. Get the fuck out of here, blind Billy. So many, so many fucking plot holes in that. Oh, don't get me started. Still one of my favorite movies. <laughs> oh, every time it comes on the tube, I stop and watch. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, that's a highly entertaining movie. But yes, the plot holes, like, holy crap, like that's just the funniest thing ever to talk about. That the the scenario. Like, seriously, what kind of hijinks? I mean, our show is called Shenanigans Podcast, but what the fuck kind of shenanigans do you think a blind dude and Patrick Swayze are going to be up to in the inner city? You know what I mean? At a nightclub or whatever the fuck, wherever they were. Who knows? If you go, uh, the things, like this, again, these are the ridiculousness of 80s movies. Right. The dude had a switchblade on the tip of his boot, man. Yes, that was. And he still amazing. lost. And he still lost the damn fight. How about? How about? Think of this right now. Now that we're on the we're on the the, the crazy train, uh, uh, think about Jeff Healy because that was the Jeff Healy band. That's the the actual guy that was the blind dude playing the guitar. Anyway, so think about this. How did that guy, his character, how did his blind guitar playing, phenomenal guitar playing, blind man character go from? being in the big leagues in the city to all the way getting fucking slept out in the middle of nowhere at some roadhouse where he's getting beer bottles thrown at him through the chicken wire. Like, do the chicken what wire. What did he do at the other club where he was getting paid money to go fucking get beat down, you know, uh, dance monkeyed. A, he's being dance monkeyed behind chicken wire in middle America. We need a blind what guitarist did he do wrong? from... From uh, Roadhouse origin story. I mean, as far <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's a goddamn miracle. You know that the guy can even play guitar and be blind, let alone fall from grace <laughs> as a top build blind guitarist <laughs> in the city to be oh, passed out to Middle America in the fucking rural. <laughs> oh my god. My man's at a hotel, a motel eight, with his longtime prostitute, and it's the same story every night. Could have been big, man. 
What the fuck? I could have had it all. They couldn't take a joke back there in Detroit. Could, had to kick me all the way joke. down to Missouri. Bastards. You get, caught, you get caught with one dead hooker and your whole life's over. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm playing behind chicken wire in a goddamn Missouri roadhouse. I'm getting beer bottles thrown at me left and right. I don't deserve this. The crazy part is the band was fucking dope. They were they jamming were every night. It was a top-notch band. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Not only is it incredible that he's blind and playing a guitar and singing and performing in general, but he's really good at it. And then to be kicked out of the top build clubs, to be thrown into this obscure shitty club in the middle of nowhere that nobody wants to go be a fucking doorman at, except Patrick Swayze, except Dalton, right? Because he can turn it around, right? Because the manager has the money. He clearly did. Hey, let's talk about let's talk about the ridiculous town villain who drove his monster truck through a Ford car dealership. Yeah. That guy was a jerk. No one said anything. He got away with it. Oh yeah. He got away with it. Yeah. So did Dalton with. ripping the throat out of a man on the I on mean, the he, river bayou. He, he did rip a th- uh, the man's throat out. And didn't I face any repercussions. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure Dalton's just uh walking around scotch free, just hanging out. <laughs> Well, obviously, we hooked everybody in with, with Cobra Kai. And if you haven't seen it, it's really, really good. And all the seasons... Oh, my gosh. Yes. All the seasons are on uh, on, on Netflix. And um, it's, it's a good watch. Don't, uh, don't expect to have your uh, mind blown with top-notch acting and storylines that make a lot of sense. But if you are a fan of any of the movies, including the Hilary Swank Karate Kid, uh, it's worth watching. And that's for sure. That. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... It it's got me like, through some, yeah. uh, some horrible nothing-on-TV days, for sure. Now, did you see the whole Mandalorian? Oh, my God, did I? You saw the whole Mandalorian. Blown okay. away. Right, so here's another show we're going to ruin for everybody if you haven't seen it yet. But get out from under your fucking rock and go watch that, go watch that show. Oh, yeah, I mean, this, you don't even have best. to be a fan... You don't have to be a fan. My my wife, like she knows, uh, she knows uh, Star Wars and all that good okay. stuff. But she's not like crazy about it. But she's like, this is really good. Well, see, Brandy is not a Star Wars fan. I've tried many times. I have tried to say, look, we're gonna watch. It's gonna be amazing. And then she's like, eh, every time. It's just not funny. Uh, how she's not. She's jit. She's legitimately not a super fan of Star Wars. Like, I'm a super fan of Star Wars. And every time you try, you die I a little do. bit inside. I do. My soul gets crushed a little bit. It's, you know, I get, I get sad for about a day, but it's okay. I recover. Because what all I do is just watch Star Wars. Yeah. All I do is put Star Wars on and be like, eh, forget about her. I'm going to enjoy this. Let's talk about Mandalorian, and then I'm going to get into I, just, I started, re- I, I rewatched them. I started all over again, and I started from... Phantom Menace. Oh, the movies. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I started with the movies again. Okay. So I, I, I was like, let me, let me look at it because I never did it from episode one all the way. Really? Along. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, I've never right. done it before. It's a lot of. And now that it's all on Disney Plus, it's a lot easier. So I started with, yeah, the just the movies. So I started with episode one, and now I'm, uh, I think I fell asleep on uh, a New Hope, but I, obviously I know what happens there. But to watch them all the way through, and my God, the first Phantom Menace. Oh boy. You can see the uh, how the effects have changed from 1999 to now, but my God, George Lucas was he like snorting an eight ball while he was making that movie? Uh, no, but it is like well documented that George Lucas wanted to make episodes one, two, and three uh, 
more kid friendly because his kids were yeah one of his kids know, is in it there i think two of his kids are in it and they okay. and they were you know they played kids in the movie like background you know um but nonetheless like he wanted it to be accessible and entertaining for for kids as well as star wars fans right and he really tried to with the technology and and with anything everything that he had available to him uh tried to make these movies as accurately as possible in terms of like his vision because that was a lot of this like that's the reason why they have we have star wars remastered or whatever it is right the new trilogy the new old trilogy like when he brought those out because those came out in the late 90s before episode one two and three i want to say if i'm if i'm correct i want to remember that it was before that when he when he redid four five and six and they put them out in the 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 movie theaters i remember going to watch them in the movie theaters and i remember when he redid four five and everybody else was when they were like oh no oh my god they recut everything in those movies and he and he they switched the order of the who shot that's where the whole who shot first kind of thing came from with Greedo and Han Solo. I was just explaining yeah. that to my wife. So th- that's th- he created that entire argument within the fan base. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things that were added and taken away from those original classic films because he had the technology to do so, right? And that was, according to him in interviews and things that I've read and, and watched and, and whatever documentaries and stuff that that's what was his original idea for those first three or middle three movies within the star wars franchise right so like oh man it was um that's why one two and three are kind of like uh, i don't know tough watch and then jar jar binks my god this the cultural setback of jar jar binks there was some funny little kitschy things that were okay but like the overall didn't work character did not work and they could have done something better um to splice off of that have you seen yeah. any of the fan theories of jar jar was a sith lord uh, <laughs> no i haven't read or heard i, those, I haven't gone i haven't gone that deep down the rabbit hole okay I'm not so going that it's a very compelling argument because of how bad of a character that jar jar binks actually was there's a like theory among the Star Wars fans, that Jar Jar was a top Sith affiliate Mm -hmm. and that he was instrumental in causing the destruction of the Jedi and was an accessory to Palpatine because he was from Naboo, right? Oh, I just hit my mic all stupid. He was from Naboo. Sheev Palpatine was from Naboo. That was his home planet. So they're both from the same home planet, right? Okay. Then as you watch episode one, especially, Jar Jar does things that defy all laws within the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Like, he can breathe underwater, just like a Jedi. He can jump all high and crazy, like when he flips into the water, just like the Jedi do when they flip and jump all crazy, right? So there's the scene where he avoids all the gunfire, from all of the robots and, and enemies, right? Right. And he's got, like, a robot on his foot, and he's in the fight. And he's, like, clumsily, like, you can even say it was, like, 
drunken kung fu style <laughs> drunken <of> like <laughs> kicking the shit out of all these robots right and not getting wasted by the lasers and oh systematically god. taking out all of these enemies oh around him oh my god right I, so no yeah it's, so it's like, fresh in my mind okay, i just watched it <laughs> you follow me so like it's not it's not just like stupid coincidence it's like no that was his plan that was his ploy was that he was an idiot, you know, kind of like, kind of like how uh, how verbal was the patsy in the the usual suspects. Okay, I'm gonna, stop, I'm gonna stop you right there. Don't you dare. Well, he wasn't the patsy. He was he was no, the main. No, you know, I'm just saying. Just don't put those two movies in the same. Listen, Jar Jar Binks <laughs> is just like verbal. Okay, oh, just like him. N- Nudie, you've got a you've got a <laughs> swirly coming your theory. way. You've got a <laughs> swirly coming your way when I see you. Um, I just. Look! Look at look how bad of a character Jar Jar Binks was. That the fans had to like he was they so had bad to, they, they had, had to, to make create. him into a Sith associate because he they, was so bad. Yeah, he was so bad that they had to make a very compelling, incredible argument that is like that's wow, hilarious. That would have and could have been way better than what we got. That's hilarious. Absolutely. I watch I watch him back. Um, they're tough to watch. That third one is still episode three. I, I episode three I still was the love. strongest one. I mean, it was, it was so strong, especially because they really like when he turns into Darth Vader. I that is a it. very dark, dark part of a Star Wars man. Killing I mean, the kids, the whole oh thing. My I'm like, gosh, dude. there we go. Now we've got a sh- now we've got a movie. This is what I've been waiting for the whole time. Right. Let's right. see how this guy becomes the baddest man in the galaxy. And it was just like. Um, I was just waiting to get to there, but even um, what's the Revenge of the what's the what's the second what's episode two? Uh, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, better because I think that's when I see my boy Grievous. Is yeah, Grievous, Grievous in comes on Attack of the Clones? Yeah, he was, Grievous needs his own. Grievous needs his own TV show. Yeah, by far. Grievous was my dope. Favorite. Um, I love that guy. <laughs> I know you love him. He's he was Grievous. a good character. Like he was a good was. evil character. It was really he cool. He just to had see a him. heart, and that's it. Everything else about him was a machine, right? Right. So yeah, he was he was the best. And is Mace Mace Windu? Did he actually die? Uh, I mean, according to the movies and everything's everything that's in canon so far, yes. Like he hasn't okay, resurfaced okay. I, at I all. Thought, I thought there was a little bit of hope there, but maybe I mean, not. there could be. You never know in what kind of a spinoff or backstory or anything like that. Just because, like, with all the new I announcements, Finn was going to be his son. Uh, that would have been cool. Um, <clears throat> see, dude, that's where they went wrong with cool. the whole front. For the whole uh, seven, eight, nine. The whole back three. <laughs> yeah, the back three, dude. The back three. The middle three are obviously the best, and then the back of three course. are just like. So if you had to, if you had to rate them, if you had to rate, uh, obviously the middle three is tier one. So are this is the back three better than the first three to you? By a hair. I really have to think about this, but I think <laughs> that seven, eight, nine, because of technology, they look beautiful. They look fantastic and, and visually they kick the shit out of the first oh, of three course. but of course they also kind of like even though there's some slow parts in episode eight and God. it doesn't really make sense and then they really just kind of went off the deep end in episode nine i still think yeah. that seven eight nine structurally hold up better than one two I and agree. three so was it you who were telling me that um that they're gonna do like they're gonna reverse some of the canon and redo a certain block of the movie saying that they didn't exist or something like that. Was that you who said that was a possibility? I don't know. I mean, I may I have you mentioned me something that. like that. Well, essentially, okay, okay. Uh, 
This is so, oh, there's so look much. Look at him get that. There's he's so getting the much. nerd brain on. All, yeah, look at him go. Just tap into he's my. Get into a trance. I'll let me another drink of my whisk. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so have you watched Star Wars Rebels or Attack of the or or like uh, the clone the Clone Wars the 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 TV shows the the animated. Our good friend stuff. Jason Martin um, has suggested that I watch it. I've tried. Okay. And I've gotten through maybe 10 episodes. It's hard for me to stay stuck. Of to which that. one? Of lie. the Clone Wars ep- uh, animated stuff or, or I Rebels? I watched them. He gave me the, he gave me the orders. So I think you're supposed to watch the, the, the animated movie first. And then you go into these episodes. And for the first like five or six episodes, you have to go from season one to season two. And you kind of got to bounce around. And okay. then you can go in order. Um, oh I got really tired of that, but like, there's a guy, there's some dude online who said, this is how you watch the animated ones to go with the canon. And it was too okay. much for me. It's like doing homework. Yeah. It's like, a, it's a huge timeline that kind of, okay. So let me try to sum it up as best I can. Yeah. We don't want to lose too many of our millions of viewers. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why star Wars, at least, okay. So the clone wars was good, but the, but I mean, the Clone Wars just gave you more story behind episodes one, two, and three, because it's a very important part of the entire Star Wars story, okay? How the entire uh, empire rises to power and the means and what they do to get there. That's very important. That's why episodes one, two, and three are important. That's why they made an entire animated spinoff series of the Clone Wars to go in deeper into movies one two and three essentially or really you can even just say movies two and three because that's kind of what the tv no. show of the clone wars kind of explores is all the okay. in-betweens and details of two and three um and culminates in what happens right before or right after three i guess anywho right uh with star wars rebels the creator and the showrunner of that show, his name is Dave Filoni. Dave. He is the oh, guy. Okay, so he studied with George Lucas, and George Lucas kind of essentially gave this guy the keys to the Star Wars kingdom. And so right. Dave Filoni created Ahsoka Tano, and that's where Ahsoka Tano comes from. She comes from Rebels, and she also comes from Star Wars um the Clone Wars. She first came into existence in Star Wars, the Clone Wars. I saw as her Anakin's Padawan. She was on the first couple right. episodes as like correct, a little teenager correct. or something. Like she that. grows up and then she gets reinstated in Star Wars Rebels, where she's older and, and she becomes a bigger part of the entire canon. Now, that's the tie-in to the Mandalorian. That's the tie-in to like creating her as a legitimate canon character and is what's really bridging the gap of the movies of one, two, and three and the in-between, right? Because Rebels is all about the in-between of three and four, which also what the movie Solo and the movie Rogue One explore is all the stuff and all the story and events that happen in between three and four. There's like 16 or 20 years. But isn't the Mando timeline after episode six? Correct. So Mandalorian comes into play in between six and seven, which, if I recall, six and seven is a 30-year gap. That makes sense. So there's a lot of story that can be told between six and seven, which is Mandalorian timeline. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that, yeah. You, you that follow ties me? It up. No, no, I know. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I know a good deal about it, but it's like the super 
granular shit where I'm just like, I don't, I don't have the brain capacity to go that deep. But it's um, I I tell you this, I the Mandalorian, I think, will, will, will save that franchise. No, the Mandalorian has saved the franchise. It, it's it yeah. really has, and and so has Rogue One. Rogue One was a fantastic oh, Star Wars movie. Uh, it was so good. The Han Solo movie was it's it's subjective, but I liked it. it. I right. thought it was entertaining. It was definitely all right. It wasn't the worst. But I didn't hate um, it. I did not hate it. But uh, Rogue One was was incredibly well done, and especially it was the last so forty five seconds. It was so good. <laughs> so I'll 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 talk more on that. But um, so okay, so something that was introduced at the end of Star Wars Rebels, the TV show, was the concept of the Force having an alternate dimension, like a time travel dimension, where Ooh. Ahsoka was fleeing from Palpatine through this, like, alternate force dimension, right? It was, like, Mm -hmm. going through wormholes, essentially. And they showed it. And you can go through a portal and end up in a different portal at a different time. Okay? Oh. Okay, so that was introduced, and that was turned into... So what I've heard is, like, what could happen is in one of these shows that's being done on Disney plus they could reintroduce that like force portal thing that could ultimately lead some of the main characters through the portal and into an alternate star Wars reality where it supersedes the current seven, eight, nine. I don't think, I don't they think can do it all Disney, over again the right way. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, it's possible that that could be an angle that could be uh, that right. could explain everything, because it was used yep. in that Rebel show to kind of correct some things and whatever. Like time travel, so time that, travel that, fixes that a lot of things. Thing. You know, comic books, movies, the New Fifty Two, all that stuff. MCU, they 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 do a good job of it if they they if they know what they're doing. Do you think with all these new shows in the Star Wars canon that they announced that it's going to oversaturate or like uh, kind of ruin it because I think the Mandalorian stand it alone and I mean, I people like so. it so much, but will it yeah, be no, too no. much for sure? Like if they, okay. If they try to use these shows to retcon the current cinema standard of star Wars in terms of the episodes right. one through nine, if they use all these extra TV shows to retcon any of that, I would say, yes, they would go a little too far or it could be oversaturated, but the way that they're doing, at least the way they did Mandalorian, I don't think that that's the case because Mandalorian is a complete right. standalone show. And not only that, it's giving us an entire perspective for Boba Fett and for that show to live on and that be a thing, which is something that fans have always wanted because Boba Fett was such a cool character in the original films and stuff, but he was never really given... Uh, a fair a fair shot, I guess you could say, because he was so built up and so cool and and quick and quick pause, quick pause. The um the guy who showed up in like episode six or seven, the Robert Rodriguez rep, uh, directed episode that was Boba. Yes, Boba Fett, and then his, is and son of Jango Fett, and right? the same actor Tamura Morrison played Jango Fett in the original episode. Two and three and all that stuff, but Jango Fett is the one they made the clones. They made it off of him, right? right? So Jango Fett is the father right. of Boba Fett. He is the right. original soldier who they modeled 
and cloned all of the entire oh, yeah. Clone War off of. Um, That's right. And his son, the little kid in episode three, is Boba. Correct. Right? And got if it. you recall, Django was, uh, you know, destroyed by Mace Windu. And that's why Boba grows up to be this bounty hunter, takes his father's armor, repaints it in his own colors, and takes Mm -hmm. up a revenge story. And then as he gets older, well, as he got older and was consumed by the Sarlacc pit, right? And in Return of the Jedi, it was so easily defeated, but yet he's this badass. That's what people are upset about. Um, that the fact that they're bringing him back and turning him into a badass, which we always knew he was a badass, makes him more badass. Does that make sense? Right. The fact that he survived the pit, the fact made that he it survived out, the pit, made it out, up. and is legit how we all thought that he was super cool. That's what makes him even cooler, right? That's what so gives validity to that. He, he's getting his own show now. Correct. The book of and Boba Fett. The Boba Fett thing with him and his uh, cyborg partner there the young lady oh fennec so yeah yeah so that's going to be see that's what i'm saying so now they're going to be same universe obviously yeah but this is also story that's being able to be told within the timeline of between three uh six and seven okay so yeah they'll probably be pretty parallel the mandalorian and season three of mandalorian and then season one of the obi-wan and then obviously the ahsoka show yeah there's just so much. What like, is- there's so much. And Ahsoka Tano was, you know, created by Dave Filoni, and she's a relatively new character. And, like... And she's super popular. People like, yeah, love Yeah, yeah, she's character. a great character. And, and the fact that they brought her back was cool. But, yes, in her storyline, she is a whole thing because at the end of Rebels, she set off to go try to find Ezra, who was the main Jedi guy in Star Wars Rebels. Okay, yeah, this is all... And so... Oh, that makes and, sense because someone thought that the cameo that was Luke was going to be Ezra Bridger, possibly going to be going to be Ezra. Yeah, but what? Okay, so going back to to uh, Mandalorian at the end of the season when we see Luke and how. Okay, so think about this for a second. How great was that? It was fantastic. It was like I was so emotional. I almost wanted to cry. It was that good. I, I shit Dude, you not. I'm not embarrassed. I thought, to of, say I thought it. of you. No, no, no. I thought of you so when I good. saw it. I was like, if there's one person I know who's going to be moved by this, it's going to be my. It guy. It was incredible. The tie-in was incredible. I knew immediately when I saw the X-wing. I was like, holy shit! They brought back oh. Luke Skywalker. It as took soon me. As I it saw took it. me when I saw the green lightsaber. Oh yeah, then the green lightsaber, the, green lightsaber, the black like, hand, oh, okay. the black cloak, because yeah, he's wearing yeah, everything yeah. that he wore in Return of the Jedi, and we knew that he was a badass in Return of the Jedi, but he didn't really get to show how badass he was. And if for, for those who are still listening, one, God bless you. Thank Two, you for hanging in with us. It's going to get real. It's going to get even deeper it's gonna get real and nerdier. nerdier. It's going to get... <laughs> okay, so... Noonie's on a roll, guys. Now think about this parallel. So how close to the dark side did Luke actually get, Right. What's okay? How close did he get? I would say he got pretty fucking close because think about the end of the Mandalorian season three mm-hmm. and think about the end of Rogue One. Right? Ooh, I see what you did there. And so, I see what you did there. Both of these shadowy figures appear from the darkness of a like ship lock or whatever, right? They come through this door. Yeah. The lightsaber illuminates. One's red, one's green. But Mm -hmm. they both cut through everything in front of them. 
This just Whoa. happens to be ones one were innocent humans, dark troopers, <laughs> versus and the others were ant robots, rebel human officers. Okay, one guy was trying to stop a team from like giving up some secrets, and one was on a rescue mission. You could say they both were on a rescue mission. You can make the argument they were both on a the rescue. The parallels mission. are right there, buddy. Nonetheless, they both were almost identical in terms of their fury, their violence, their command of the force. Because Luke straight up force crushes a robot, which is naturally a dark side uh, uh, tool. Oh. Oh. Light side Jedi don't use force crush for anything. Unless you play the video game. Unless you play the video game, he force crushes the shit out of everything. I mean, that's another (laughs) part of the universe is like, could they bring back anything from video games? They kind of did validate the the latest one, Battlefront 2, because Operation um, Cinder, which was something that that, uh, Mayfeld said, right? Mm -hmm. Mayfeld made reference to Operation Cinder, which the only time that's ever been talked about was in the Battlefront video game. When they were talking about the end game of the Emperor Palpatine. Bring back not the Force the Force Awakens guy. Yeah. He was he was uh Darth Vader's protege, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Killer. Yeah. Yeah. Bring that kid back. Oddly enough, that actor, Sam Witwer, he was the voice of Darth Maul in the animated show. So that's kind of a cool tie in too. It's a good time. To be uh, a kid who read comic books and played video games and all the stuff that we loved when we were kids. Like, man, how great would it be if there was actually a really good movie up based off this comic book? Oh, totally. And now, yeah. in our 30s, it's like, oh, we can actually see this now. Yeah, which I is, remember. Which is pretty cool. I remember growing up thinking, like, these would be really cool movies. And then they never made it. And then when they started saying, oh, we're making Marvel movies and make, you know, all these things. And even the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies were fun. You know what I mean? Like, the first yeah, one I was. I didn't hate dope. him until part three. Part three, of course. I mean, that's where everybody hates it. And then did you ever, did you see the Into the Multiverse, the, the animated one lately? That's the, the best Spider Man movie ever made. It's the best one. But I love how they freaking even harken back. To the Tobey Maguire scene where he's dancing he's and he's dancing, like, yeah, yeah, that happened or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah, they glaze happened. over it. Like, yeah, that really happened. He really did that. Or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, like, um, <clears throat> it's, it's the best one. It's the best Spider-Man story that they've done so far. And these Andrew, I mean, the new guy, Tom Holland, these movies were pretty good too. Like, Oh dude. Yeah. Tom Holland. They, was dope. I mean, they Andrew Garfield Spider-Man wasn't too bad. It was cool. He did I, a I, good didn't, job. I didn't hate him. He did I, all right. I, to be honest, I thought, all of them were, were cool. Just, you know, with the time and uh, what you can do now with special effects and stuff like that, it's visually, it's going to be more pleasing. And they just did it, I think, right with, with uh, Tom Holland, putting them in the projects and Queens and having a New York accent, which went away quickly. But if you look at the, if you go back to the Civil War, he actually had like a Queens New York accent. Right, 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 right. Then it went away. But uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's, it's nitpicky. Uh, it's nitpicky. It's nitpicky for sure. But he had a, he had a he New did York no action. he did really have an accent yeah no for sure, um which was cool which made it even cooler. Um, and he's gonna be in, he's uncharted he's uh right Nathan he, Drake yeah he's he's Nathan Drake yeah that's super cool. We'll we'll see how that goes. Mark Wahlberg's in it so I don't have much hope for. Well, it. Wasn't Mark Wahlberg supposed to be Sully? Yeah yeah okay. Mark Wahlberg's in it so I don't have much hope for it. Oh, I like Mark I like Marky Mark. Marty this ain't the departed where everyone else in the movie carries him. Oh, this is a. But he was such a creep in the departed. I loved him. He was so good. 
He's he was good cretin. because he was he was he wasn't a, I mean he was you know he was like a jerk right he was he yeah was, he was a big time jerk yeah yeah he yeah, was yeah. what's his name and then and then he's the guy that iced uh uh you know what's his name at the end right um, Anthony Anderson didn't he shoot Anthony Anderson no no I mean he sh- no 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 he took out he took out um uh Jason Bourne at yeah, the end of the movie out, he's the one Damon. that righted the whole thing you know like he's yep. the one that took revenge for everybody yep that's so, right yeah no he I thought he was great. Especially because yeah, they, they pull out the Boston accent all hardcore. Well, and that's Alec how they normally all. talk. I know, that, but I'm just that's saying. That's where they're like, all from. But that's what, it was cool to see him in his element, you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah he cool. peaked at Boogie Nights. Look, we all know how good that movie was, too. Okay. <laughs> all don't, right. Don't talk right. shit about Mark Wahlberg, okay? He's good. Hey, He's all right, good. listen here. You go look up that guy's history. I've got, a, I've got reasons to talk shit about that guy. <laughs> Um, he's from Boston. I, yeah. He's a Celtics fan. All Celtics yeah. fans are trash people. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, never, never, never. I will never be okay with anybody from Boston. Never. <laughs> All Celtic people are trash people. All Celtic said. fans are trash people. Clipper fans, trash people. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Cheering for that team? At least the Celtics <laughs> win. Clipper fans, what are you cheering about? You've won nothing. They in haven't 50 won years. a single, right? They haven't won a single championship at all. They've never made it out of the second round, my man. Wow. The fuck are y'all cheering for? Billy Crystal, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Sit in the front row cheering. Billy, you you're gonna die soon, man. You gotta you gotta get a championship in you. You're like 80. Still oh cheering for the Clippers. God. It's gonna put you in an early grave. Dude, it's they they hold out hope. I'm um, sorry, Billy Crystal. I love you. Man, what was I going to say? We should talk the next time. We should talk about the new Batman movie because I'm definitely going to see it. I'm de- what you, yeah? That's oh, yeah. Like it's near. Oh, okay, okay. You can't. Bat, Batman to me is just the greatest creation when it comes to comic books. I He can beat everybody and he's not a superhero. He's just a hero. And yet he's everyone's scared of him. Superman right. is scared of Batman. And Batman's not scared of Superman. That should tell you everything you need to know about Batman. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, yeah, Batman's dope. Batman's dope. And I'm excited for the new movie. Uh, even though, you know, the Christopher Nolan movies were good. Don't get me started, Nuni. Don't get me started on that you know, last one. You know, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, was, I, I have a hard time calling anything Christopher Nolan makes not good. So I'm not going to say it's not good. But it wasn't as good as the other two. You know what you, know what you don't want to see when you go watch a Batman movie, Nuni? I'm going to tell you. Batman wearing a goddamn knee brace. That's what you don't want to see in a Batman movie. Batman wearing an electronic knee brace saying, I still got it to Alfred. That's what you don't want to pay sixteen fifty to see, my man. Let me just say that. Let <laughs> okay. me just say that. <laughs> I, you, you, know what you, don't, you know what you don't want to see? If you're going to put Bane in a movie, there's only one thing you can't fuck up. What that one thing is, is venom juice. Because that's what Bane's known for. Right. You can make Bane as buff as you want, That's but if true. When he touches his fucking chest, green shit don't come out of his neck and he gets 10 feet taller, yeah. you've already failed me as a fan. Fair enough. Yeah, because they did not explain Bane's mask at all. Like, they didn't no, his even face, say... They did. His face, it was, it, it's because in that riot, he got, his face got so messed up yeah. that, they had, that that keeps his face together. That's what they call bad storytelling. That's what really. I'm saying, but I don't recall the details of them even mentioning. Like I know that it was it was like, mentioned they, very like, very quickly. Uh, like okay, like when he's when they're in the plane, and the FBI thinks they got him, and he's like, "What's with the mask?" Ah, blah blah blah. And he's like, "What if I take that off?" And then he's like, "Well, it would hurt me very much." Blah, 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 right, bombing all that stuff. 
And, and like, that's the only thing that I remember them talking about as, as far as like what the mask is, um, why it's important. That's it. That's it's, it was bad. I, I that bet makes if no we sense got to a me. couple beers into Christopher Nolan, he'd be like, yeah, fuck that last one up. My bad, guys. But mm-hmm. I did make Interstellar. <laughs> but oh, it was my just, God. It's, it's like we know the concept of Batman is yes, crazy. I know Bane is supposed to have, you know, venom but juice. And I, I, go, I go to the movie, and I know he does it with like a little bit of realism, which he did a really good job in, in the first two, like... But when if you go you, for one, you shouldn't have brought Bane in. You should have if you were gonna do that, you should have brought in like uh like um like Lady Shiva, somebody else that was more realistic who can who can do that and you don't really need special effects. But if you bring in Bane, that's what the one thing Bane is known for right. is juicing up. Like that's that's it. And he's a he's a mercenary and he's a genius tactical strategist and all this stuff. But if you don't let him juice up, you're taking away the most important part of Bane. Right. And that, that's what bummed me out. Because you made these movies, for one thing, you took a fictional character and made it real. Meaning, like, you made it realistic. Okay. Unlike the yeah, Joel Schumacher yeah, yeah, movies yeah. where it was kind of a joke. Yeah, there was a campy fine. joke. And then, yeah, yeah this one's like, it's more was. realistic. And I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that all the way through. But then you go and grab the most unrealistic out of the rogues gallery, and you put him in here, and you don't give him the one thing that makes him a really big foe to Batman is that he is physically imposing and dominant once he juices up. But if you don't do that, right. he's just a buff dude. He's a buff, smart dude who can fight. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, he just he just turns into, like, odd job in and 007. He, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he just turns into, like, a strong guy. Exactly. And then if you bring, like, you bring Talia al Ghul in and you just kind of butcher that complete storyline and, you know, you could have... It, it's just so many things... And I just, I just went like, ah, fuck. You, the Dark Knight was so good. It was it's good. Almost a, it's it almost was really a perfect good. movie. It's almost a perfect movie. And then you come back with this, and it's just like, you mean within the first 30 minutes, you mean to tell me that Bruce, Bruce Wayne's a recluse, and when he gets back into it, he's got a knee brace on? And you know what I don't want to see, Noonie? I don't want to see Batman in a goddamn doctor's office, and the doctor's telling him he, can't, he ain't got it no more. Like you know what you shouldn't be you shouldn't be skiing in the Alps. You've got a fifth cartebray, yada yada broke. You can't be doing anything. You got. I don't want to hear Batman talk about his knee cartilage. What the fuck, Nolan? Come on, man. I got. It didn't have to go that real. He didn't have to go get I, a prostate at the doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I don't, I don't have see. To go, I have to put a finger in his Batman butt. Batman talking about his prostate. Like, oh, Alfred, I can't piss anymore. Like, I don't want to see it. Like he's Batman. So you mean to Fair tell enough. me after after you know that's my thing is Fair like, enough. you didn't you didn't have to take okay. me outrageous with it like Joe Schumacher style but if you're gonna bring Bane in like let's let's do Bane the right way and you you half-assed it from a guy who's made some of the best movies I've ever seen for sure dude that's no that's a solid argument I'm sorry that's a solid argument just because like I get that I just didn't I guess I didn't understand why. Uh, I felt the same way, but I just didn't know how to say it. You know what I mean? I kind of feel the same way. I just don't know how to say it. I don't know how to argue my point. I don't get it. I just, I just, I agree with you. Yeah, it was just, you know, just take take that villain out and put. You could have almost put any other villain in there and changed a few things. It would have made more sense, and I wouldn't be expecting to see the things that I want to see when you bring Bane into the picture. But if you do the Riddler or if you do the Penguin, 
I'm not expecting any of those things because those guys are intellectuals and they do they attack Batman other ways. But if you bring the dude who's known for when he juices up, he grows like six feet. Right. And he adds other 400 right. pounds Super to his frame. Superhuman strength and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, break. He was the one that broke the back of the Batman yeah. and all that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you just, you know, you just, I don't know, man. I, it, I, I, I am never a fan of like attacking anyone else's art because I can't do any of that shit that he does. But as a fan, it's like, don't, don't promise me that guy if you don't pull through. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get that. I get that. That's that's totally. it. And and with this new one, we'll talk about it next week. But the new yeah. one, I am. I I'm excited, excited for. I'm excited, excited for the new one because they're bringing back the original trio of villains, right? The Penguin, yep. the Riddler, and Catwoman. They can do it right here, and it looks like they are. It looks like they're going darker, and I think that's what the DC movie should be: darker. I don't want them to be like upbeat. Like Marvel's got that already. Don't worry about it. I don't don't make Thor Ragnarok. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, Marvel's got the the campy, you know, upbeat yeah. stuff down. DC's definitely that's the darker. I, I don't want like if you want to do Shazam campy, that's fine, but I don't want Batman to be campy. I want Batman scaring the shit out of people, breaking legs and sending people to jail and not killing them because for some reason he thinks that the jail rehabilitation system is going to work on the Joker. Right. <laughs> what a bad idea, Batman. But everybody at Arkham, like, that's not going to go south one day. And they all bust out, you know, that's, have yeah. a tidal wave of craziness. Yeah, I just, so many, uh, with Batman alone, there's so many one-off stories they can do. That, that it doesn't need to be connected. You can just make You can just make a good show. Like the, like the, 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 the killing joke, or the laughing joke. The, the, no, the killing joke, you're the right. The killing joke, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The killing joke, that's a... That's like a fucked up movie if you make that. That's like a rated R, oh, horrible, yeah. scary, yeah, fucked up movie. That's almost like an NC-17. You can't really... That's I mean, pretty, they did the, that's pretty the animated bad. one's really good. Did you see the animated one? Uh, parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing all the way through, but yeah. It's on, uh, it's on HBO Max. It's really good. Actually, I think I bought it when it first came out. But to do it based off the book, like with like the, like the sexual yeah, 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 assault yeah. and all that yeah. shit, Ugh, yeah. that's a rated R movie. But that's like... You don't. You don't only get us, the comic book fans. You get people who want to see like a good, like adult movie. Also, how about so did you see the Joker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, okay. of course. All right, all right. I, I, uh, Nuni, we. This thing is going to go into four hours. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't no, mean no, to keep fine, going. No, it's fine. But I don't think that Joker is the Joker that me and you love. It can't be. No. No, definitely, it was definitely a completely different take. Um, I no, did. no, no. What I mean by that is it's not the villain that ends up f- fighting. But I think the Joker movie that we saw, that guy inspires... The real Joker that the real fights Joker. Batman eventually. Because, I, think, I think the yeah. same, too. Yeah, because of the generational... That dude's like, 40 years old, and Bruce Wayne's, like, nine. Right, 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 right. There's no way yeah. that that would work in terms of, like, yeah, no... And, and doesn't have, it doesn't have to. Like, you know what? If that if they don't make another one, what I watched for two hours, or what, amazing. Yeah. I that loved was a it. really good movie, dude. Seriously. I like, loved it. That was I crazy. I've got nothing bad to say about it. If they don't make another one and they don't connect him to fighting Batman, you don't need it. I don't care. Make that movie and let it sit on its own as an Oscar-winning movie. That's what's so dope about most comic books, but especially Batman. You don't need to connect it. Marvel did it. Marvel did it the right way and let them connect it, and they're doing a great job. They're printing money over there at Disney. All right, but for sure. DC's got the the dark stories that can really grab people and, and you know, 
if you do it the right way, I mean, you can you can just make a bunch of one-offs. You just keep making. Why can't you do Batman like James Bond? Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. We don't need to. We don't need to reboot it every time. Just throw another fucking handsome actor in there who knows how to fight. Just keep it going. Like no one was upset. Ah, oh, pussy galore. This sucks. Like no man, it's another James Bond movie. Let's go. Right. Right. Nobody got upset that it was Roger Moore or it John was Connery you know, or Timothy Dal- Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Like, no, yeah. just Everybody loves it, Bond. And now it. with and Daniel like, Craig, right? Like Yeah. And 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 James Bond is like America's Batman. Just let it go. Let him do it. And when when Robert Pattinson ages out, get the next guy in. And just keep it rolling. Just change change it up. But don't treat the audience like we're so dumb. You gotta explain to us. Right. How Martha, Batman is, how Martha and John get killed every time. Like, I don't want right. to see that ever again. Don't right. ever show me his parents dying again. I've seen it. There's no other way to do it. Like, I've seen it. The beads fall to the ground. The guy, Gunshot. the gun muzzle flash. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we funny. Don't to, we don't need to see it again. Like, just... <laughs> he's just as crazy as the people he beats up every night. And that's why we love Batman. Because he is completely insane. He is not normal. He is just as crazy as Joker. That's why he, he'll never kill the Joker, because that's the only real friend he has. Right, we all right. know that. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. That's what's so great at the end of the killing joke, where he tells them that stupid joke, and they both just start laughing hysterically, because they're the only ones who get each other. God, that's, that's so crazy to think about, that's though. That's why. Batman you know? is insane. He should be in the loony bin. Right. 100%. <laughs> it's just the fact that he's beating up bad guys that were okay with it. Yeah. Batman, but Batman is never decides to... He's nuts. He's nuts. <laughs> he, he's a billionaire, and at night, at night, he dresses up, he changes his voice, and he beats the shit out of people. Imagine if that was like Elon Musk. Imagine that Elon Musk was like, yo, put Elon's crazy ass in Patton Hospital because I just saw him beating up a pimp last night in a fucking Iron Man costume. <laughs> Lock him the fuck up. You know how I know it was him? Elon hopped in his Tesla and drove off real fast, real quietly. But uh, yeah, no. If it was was real life, he'd be like, "No, get this lunatic out of here." He broke a kid's arm. Like, ah, no, 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 thanks. But again, that's why we go to the movies, right? That's That's why we go. Batman is a character that we love because it's. It's so far-fetched, but yet it's the only one that's relatable. Right. That's crazy you can't be an alien to think from, about that. You can't be an alien from Krypton. You can't be a green person from Mars. You can't be an Amazon. But if you had a million dollars, if you were a billionaire and you were crazy because you saw your parents get killed, and then you spent your teens and your 20s traveling the world studying, studying, all, the, <laughs> studying all the martial arts and all the detective work, and you come back to your downtrodden city, and you say, "You know what? I'm gonna clean this place up. <laughs> you know how am I gonna how am I gonna do that? Me and my manservant, we're gonna spend all my money on technology and do that. You know, what? and start and start fighting shit. You know who Batman is, dude. You know who Batman is. That you're saying all that. Who Batman is the William Randolph Hearst of of the comic book world. You know what I mean." <laughs> <laughs> as in as in Hearst Castle? Yes, dude. That's Batman. Batman is Hearst Castle. Gotham and and Bat the Bat Cave is fucking Hearst Castle, dude. That's what it is. You know? That's what it is. Batman Oh my god. Batman is Citizen Kane, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's who he is. 
It's just that this guy decided instead of just, you know, um, being in love with his sled uh, on his dying day, he's um, he wants to he wants to fight crime. And he uh, he dresses up. And he's he's the deadliest man on the streets, even without his technology. (laughs) He's still the greatest fighter in the in the the world. Right. And he just fucks people up. No due process. He's not asking any questions. And if he feels like it, he will shoot you with his zipline gun and hang you from a banister and question you. And once you give him what he needs, does he let you down? Yeah. Easily? No. He cuts it and you fall on hopefully <laughs> a bag of Gotham trash, but more than likely, it's like an Concrete. 87 Buick <laughs> yeah. that you fall on fucking top of. And then what happens? Hospital bills. Who's going to pay for those? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> This guy's a lunatic. If you're if you're the bad guy robbing someone on the street and Batman comes and fucks you up and then you get busted by the cops, I wonder what that medical bill is like. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he is driving up the taxes for the middle class people in Gotham because oh he's fucking shit up. You see him hopping curbs and hitting sideswiping cars, chasing these goddamn villains. Who's paying for that? Do you have gap insurance on that fucking car? You probably just paid it off yesterday. No. How do you explain that? You in Gotham, when you got your State Farm guy, you have to have Batman insurance. I was gonna say, dude, they drives got up the fucking insurance. premium. They got Batman insurance, like like earthquake and fire insurance. You gotta have, just like in California, you have earthquake and fire. In Gotham, you have to have Batman and Joker insurance. Cause some dude in a fucking clown suit. Put oh TNT under your car. Oh man! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, you, I'd be so mad. You, you happen be to be the collateral so damage fucking... of superheroes fighting it out. I'll be so fucking out of that city so fast. I'm going oh anywhere but Gotham because it sounds Seriously. like fucking. Sounds like Metropolis has got it figured out. I mean, do they though? With, with Superman destroying buildings and shit, like just like they showed in in the in the Zack Snyder movie. Huh? That's true, but I, for some reason I feel safer in Metropolis than I do. Like every time you see Gotham, whenever it's portrayed, it's always raining. Yeah, and gloomy. It's like Seattle. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's no. There's never a sunny day in Gotham where people are just walking down the street holding yeah. hands. It's always gloomy. Gotham's like New York and Seattle all put into one. But um, it's probably coming up on that time to where we uh, bid ourselves a farewell. And uh, sorry if we were all over the place. We <laughs> tend to do that. We'll try to, uh, as we go further along in this thing, cut it down and make it so you're not listening to random crazies blabber about sci-fi and comics for two hours. Yep. Yep. I was about we'll to get, say. We'll get this down to a, a nice science at some yeah. point. But, you It'll, know. We'll figure it out eventually. Thank you for your support. You're, I'm so glad that you're glad that this is a free podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you would have paid for this, you would have been furious. Oh, my God. At, at us. And, you know, what? Well, you had every right to be because you just heard two grown-ass men rant about uh, insurance premiums in Gotham City <laughs> due to a vigilante. So, hey, man. But if you, if you, knew, if you knew us before this podcast, you shouldn't be surprised by any of this. Insurance premiums, and at some point we're gonna we're gonna call some of you guys exactly. as a special guests. So you know, don't laugh too don't oh laugh too hard. God. You know who you are. 
Alrighty. Well, I think we should, uh, yeah, we should probably just uh, say good, say our goodbyes from there. And uh, just in case you were wondering, if you were curious, this is the kind of quality content that you're going to get from the <laughs> Shenanigans podcast with Alex and Mo. Just saying. If you walk through those doors, you know what you're getting into. Don't, don't be mad at us after you listen to us. Like, man, I got nothing out of that. Hope you come back next week. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Hope you're back for more, you filthy animal. <laughs> All right. Happy fucking New Year. Thank you for listening to the Shenanigans Podcast with Alex and Mo. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and hit the subscribe button.